0: is an ultimate global podcast hello and welcome to our daily dose podcast covering all about day-to-day global affairs you're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney hello everyone welcome to today's uh, podcast session I have got Joshua Kerris again today joining us again after Tuesday and I hope you found the three sessions till now quite insightful. We have tried to discuss a lot of uh, trending international affairs in the last three days and I've already been getting a lot of good response. Um, I would also like you to share any suggestions that you have that you want us to share in these sessions. Would love to have your feedback, would love to have your suggestions coming forward. So to start off with, today's session we have a very good news coming from australia that uh, a total of uh, 20 million coronavirus doses have been administered in australia with the federal health minister greg hunt in fact uh, in fact say, stating that it's it is 20 million additional points of hope that we are now going to take forward from here and i think um, The kind of vaccination rate we have seen in the last one or more than that, one or two months in Australia has been incredible, Joshua.
1: Absolutely. I mean, what a phenomenal effort. I think uh, our nation has demonstrated in making, in getting us to this point. We are, as I said previously, we are really uh, engaging in, in immunization rates that are amongst the highest in the world. And I think that's a testament to, yeah, Australians' capacity to really draw on that value of teamwork and camaraderie and just you know get the job done, so to speak, um, we are, yeah, we're seeing, it makes sense that we're at this rate, and uh, I think we will be, uh, it just is, is a sign of hope and a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, that, don't you think?
0: Absolutely, and uh, I also feel that it's now time for the states uh, to think beyond the lockdowns as we have been discussing now for the last couple of days in our Daily Dose podcast as well. And as was rightly stated by the treasurer, George Friedenberg today that he has called on to states like Queensland and Western Australia to, in fact, open their borders when they touch 70% or when they touch 80%, because they have been quite reluctant in not opening up their borders, even if they reach 70%. Because what some of the states are targeting is that zero case figure. Which might not be a possibility in the near future, Joshua.
1: It's uh, quite the complex situation, isn't it? I I think, I mean, on one hand, you know, we really should be thinking long term about uh, the implications that this is just going to become another flu. That's it. That that that's what we're dealing with, where we will require, you know, annual shots, um, booster shots, and whatnot, and then and, and it will settle. But also, you know, there are it's it's still the the novelty of the of the whole pandemic is is um is still you know 18 months on still fresh in the minds of some of these of of these state uh ministers so it's it's a tricky situation and overall i do think hopefully by the end of the year we do gain some you know the, the 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 fear and the and the concern about the disease is you know beginning to settle into a into the same a similar
0: feature that we have to say the flu or some other communicable disease absolutely one of the terms that we have been continuously listening to is this popular phrase of pandemic of the unvaccinated which began from the united states more as a political phrase less as a message to communicate to the people more as a phrase to divide two political parties rather than really communicating the right message so if we see that that the facts the facts really suggest that the hospitalization rates among the unvaccinated adults have been 17 times higher than those who are fully vaccinated. So definitely, it's, it's working well with the people who are vaccinated. But mm. by putting it in a phrase of pandemic of the unvaccinated, don't you think it might upset the people who are unvaccinated? Rather than that, it should be that we should be targeting people who are spreading misinformation or disinformation as we discussed yesterday, among the unvaccinated people? It's a very good point. And I think that as we are progressing
1: through our, um, you know, the the different levels of promotional activity, and as more people are becoming vaccinated, it's pertinent to consider that these individuals who are unvaccinated may be for a host of reasons. I think that when we speak in language that is quite isolating, then it leads to isolation and people get cut off and you know families are torn apart uh by this topic and so uh, aggressive dialogue i think is quite uh can be quite harmful to achieving the goal of in this case vaccination it's actually a fun fact in, in my field we have for years now not used the, the phrase anti-vaxxer uh because it is it, it considered derogatory. We say we 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 just um, define people as vaccine hesitant or vaccine or vaccine refusalist uh, to provide some um, by and by changing that language. We find that we are much more likely to actually have conversations with these people um, and and get closer to come into a resolution in addressing their concerns and worries. So when I see you know. Uh, A pandemic of the unvaccinated, I feel like there's a bit of blame happening here and that, you know, it's only being brought being being drawn out because people aren't getting vaccinated. Of course, to some extent, that's true, but we shouldn't be so quick to judge. We should more be just goal focused on fixing the problem as opposed to trying to engage in yet another blame game.
0: Absolutely. And this kind of a strategy might not work in a democratic society. Yeah. As yeah. Morrison was also pointing out a few days back that we have not mandated the vaccines on the people. Instead, we are trying to we are trying to encourage people to have as much second dose as they can in the coming days so that we can come out of this lockdown. Because mm-hmm. unless and until we don't come out of this lockdown, we cannot think of moving forward with the economies. And this phrase actually began, as I said, from the United States then it moved to the European countries. And now, today, Gladys Bajiklian from New South Wales also pointed out that it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. But again, the blame game should not be on the unvaccinated. It should be on the people who are actually spreading the misinformation that the vaccines are not safe. Because the facts clearly suggest that if you have taken the two doses and if you are doing everything right, then it will be. That you will be, uh, you will never be hospitalized. Even if you catch COVID nineteen, you might have some mild symptoms, but you will not be in a condition to get hospitalized. And that's the most important thing, which is critical for us that it's not leading to a fatality at this time. Absolutely. Another thing uh, which is trending around the world, Joshua, is obviously the Afghanistan withdrawal that the US has completed yesterday, and what they are terming it as is that. We have won that war, or we have completed that war. Do you think that it's it's the end of the war, or as I was also talking to you another day that it's the beginning of the next phase, where we are seeing that a lot of uh, US refu- US pe- US uh, citizens are also demanding for more refugees, um, uh, and Afghanistan, uh, you know, citizens also want more people to help around the world because we don't see any kind of, any kind of uh, trends or, you know, news coming from Afghanistan, which mm. is, uh, which can be considered as a positive news as of now. So it's, it's 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 still sitting at a quite dicey stage. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I mean, it, yeah, it's, I think that what we are seeing at the moment is, as you've said,
1: rightly said, I, I think it, it, moving in the direction of a new age, you know, American foreign foreign policies, you know, it's been around for, uh um since 9 11 um so i think it's it's nearly nearly you know very close to um 20 years of you know of a particular type of policy you know in two decades worth and i think that's changing i think that as a result of the increased you know presence of china and russia on the international stage i think that as a result of you know the the mixed results is the best euphemism i can use of the war in its entirety um, and, 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 you know, the recent, uh, the recent failures, so to speak of, of diplomacy reigning, um, we will see a, a strong move. I, th- I think from what we're seeing it, I, there's no need for a prediction here. We are seeing a strong movement of, of an change of language from, you know, the president himself um, and his forceful rejection that, uh, you know, there was, um, that there was, it was a failure, and it was it was he's ext- he's calling it, as he said, an a, an extraordinary success, and that you know, that's that's the tale, that's the, that's the narrative that is a, that America is attempting to to uh, get out there at the moment, and I would say that perhaps we are in for some changes in in uh, in foreign policy as a result of what what we've seen um, unfold over the last few weeks and of the last over the last twenty years
0: yeah and a lot of support might be required from that uh, those countries who are located which are located in the same region as afghanistan that's what we can see in the last two days that pakistan has called on the western nations to engage with taliban and also india has started to engage now with the taliban so uh, just to bring to your context that india never thought of engaging with taliban because uh, they were not even communicating since the time they're you know regime started in august and it was uh, considered that india will never engage with taliban in the same way as they were doing but yesterday we had this news that india has in fact uh, turned the tables and they have started to engage with taliban so they have taken quite a different stance which mm-hmm. will which will need to be evaluated in the coming days as to what that stance actually is all about is it really about supporting taliban in building the true activities or is it some sort of back-end game which is going on which we'll come to know in the coming days by the way what's happening with your half cut hair i see i saw that uh <laughs> on Tuesday you were half cut and now today you are like yes are you feeling, are you feeling relieved i feel complete <laughs> i feel it's, it's good to have
1: the um uh, the other half of my uh head shaved and and haircut. um it's it's it was a it was a wonderful day raised um i think just shy of 350 dollars which is just a small thing i think it's uh going to a worthy cause to preserve the daintree rainforest so um yeah it went well thank you for the support on the first day of the spring
0: you got that haircut
1: exactly i got the re- rejuveni um you know rejuvenescent uh restoration of the face which was nice and i like the the saying of
0: the charity is uh cut hair not trees which which i thought was very good yeah yeah. I think it's a great initiative. Even I was not knowing about that, as I told you one day before. And yeah, I, I, think new. That. I think it's a new one. Yeah, and a lot of people might not be knowing that. So it's great mm-hmm. that we're able to spread that information, communicate that to the people who are watching this, and probably yeah, motivated true. some of them that they can contribute their share towards the conservation and the kind of good things that we can spread th- through this particular initiative. Well, I guess um, this is it for today's uh, podcast. Anything that you want to say before we end today's podcast, Joshua?
1: No, just thank you so much for the invitation to participate in this uh, fantastic
0: initiative. I'll be, I'll be sure to be listening in. Thank you so much for having me these these past few days. Yeah. We also hope to see you ahead in more sessions. Um, and we also invite more people to become brand ambassadors and join us for this uh, podcast series. Um, and. Uh, I hope that we have a great spring ahead. It, it sounded to me that um, the weather experts were saying it's going to be a wet spring ahead. Mm. So hopefully, it's, it's 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 a pleasant spring for all of us here in Sydney. We can come out of the lockdown as soon as possible in the coming times. And also to the entire world who is watching us, that get yourself vaccinated. Do not get into the trap of any misinformation that you are getting. Um, if you are fully vaccinated, be rest assured that your chance of getting hospitalized or your chance of passing away will be very less. So it's time for you to do now. Otherwise, you know you can end up as one of the stories who is, in fact, telling us to get vaccinated as a Facebook. Because I, I have seen a lot of Facebook stories who keep on telling us that had I got vaccinated before, it would have been so great for us. So we should not be in that kind of a situation. And instead, we should get ourselves vaccinated. Any final message, Joshua, for the people uh, to get vaccinated before we end this podcast?
1: Sure. Look, um, as you've rightly said, um, it is it is absolutely scientifically um, and and I think uh, morally the correct thing to do. Um, And in relation to misinformation, some hot tips on how to make sure that you're not looking at misinformation is checking the date of when it was released. Checking the the tone of it, if it's emotionally in, emotional in tone, it, it it should not be considered as um, factually um, accurate because there, there is going to be subjectivity there. Are they trying to sell anything? If there is a service or a product that they are trying to sell as a result of the opinions expressed in the article or or you know uh, other form of social social um, media post, then they should that you should be concerned about that. And also checking the sort the ver, the the ver, um verifying the sources. Everything must go back to science. Vaccine science is is not anything other than um, is not is not held accountable to anything other than academic uh, rigor and uh, scientific integrity. So making sure that you're following those rules and, and going through the check going through the checklist when you're reading information, I think is a very good thing to do, especially during this time.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Joshua. I think you have really said those right words to motivate people to get vaccinated. Well, that's it from today's Daily Dose podcast. Hope to see you tomorrow.